serious now. Okay, we gotta, serious. We gotta, we gotta be, we gotta be professional. To pull That's this right. Up. Get your, get your pro face on. Come on. Jesus. All right. You ready? Let's try. Yeah. Here we go. Welcome to Show Center, the air show podcast, the most professional show in all of the air show business. I'm Matt Jolly. And with the news, I'm Rick Peterson. And I'm Rob Ryder. That's your line, Rick. That's it. This is, this is my <laughs> Damn it. Who put the question mark in the teleprompter? <laughs> what, what were we thinking? Okay. Oh, oh gosh, this take two. <laughs> no, there's no take two. I think no, it's a lost it's... cause. Oh my goodness. <laughs> what were we thinking? Theme. I mean, trying to be professional and all. <laughs> Why? <laughs> What's the point? Why start What's now? What's the point? Oh my goodness. Welcome to Show Center, we're the Air Show Podcast. <laughs> That's right. What air show business? That's even that is the truth. Well, but hey, look, things are looking up. In fact, today we're going to hear some really good news from yep. President John Cuddy of the International Council of Air Shows, who's going to be joining us with some big news about the virtual convention and how that's going to work, because I know we three have lots and lots of questions about that. Yes, we do. And that that's going to be happening a little bit later on. But right now, with the news, no kidding, is our very own Rick prop Peterson wash. here with some yeah. prop wash. What do you have, Rick? What is it good? Well, it's good news again as uh, as things you know head into uh, where we're looking ahead to next year. Uh, the Snowbirds have resumed uh, their operations again uh, in Moose Jaw, which is a good thing on the Canadian side of the border. Uh, and down in Texas, Wings Over Houston just completed a successful drive-in format, having dealt with a hurricane on Friday. Uh, they managed to get through things Saturday and Sunday. And I remember they only had about, by, by the time decisions were made with the health authorities and everything else, they only had about three weeks to sell tickets to this thing. Uh, Jeff Shapiro came in with an amazing uh, parking uh, remedy, if you will, for the uh, to get the cars over at Ellington Field. Uh, Eugene Loy and some of the uh, other folks behind the scenes, and of course their staff there, Bill and, and Natasha, what a team. They managed to pull this off. Stephanie got in there and Live Air Show TV got in to help out again too with Jeff Lee and, you know, in, in nearby Texas. Uh, and they got a really good show off the ground. And I think the folks in Houston were pleased. And again, when you read the comments, you start seeing how much some of our, our air show fans enjoy the concept of being able to bring the car onto the tarmac, uh, onto the ramp, and, uh, and, and perhaps sit in the air conditioning for a little bit and take a little bit of a break from the sun and those kinds of things. Uh, how I, what I want to say is don't get used to it. <laughs> well, I but I think it's a good point, though. I mean, I, I read that, too. I read a lot of people saying that they just loved having the ability to have air conditioning. And, you know, that's always the number one complaint, especially from a lot of folks who get taken to these against their will moms <laughs> yeah. they, they say yeah. there's never enough shade and you know i'm not just picking on the moms here i mean I, me too and i travel with now an rv you, you are a shade fanatic i am a shade fanatic i absolutely will i i yeah, i like to keep the equipment cool and myself cool and i completely agree with them i think i think we're on to something here i think this could be a wonderful vip edition but i right. i agree and i hear what you're saying rick it's problematic yeah, 
if it's if it's the whole deal, uh, you greatly reduce numbers, greatly reduce numbers, and uh, somewhat in the same dollars. Uh, I don't know how sustainable it is. Let's put it that way. If it's the whole hog all the time, uh, but uh, there's certainly room for this. The hybrid type things, I think, uh, and we'll find out more when we get to the convention about the thinking in this and the math and and get the dollar amounts and find out how viable and feasible this all is. And that's another reason why we uh, we like the idea of what's coming up at the convention this year and the topics like this that will be discussed. I should also point ahead that moving ahead, it looks like Florida, um, of course, with the Air and Space Show coming up, <laughs> Halloween weekend, I just love that, the end of October in Orlando, and then Fort Lauderdale moved their date uh, from in the spring now to the fall, the middle of November. Uh, those plans are pressing ahead in Florida, and uh, they may be hybrid-type shows um, where they're going to be socially distant and still offer uh, food at this point and things like that. So uh, the industry is uh, is adapting, and I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, in the weeks ahead. And that is, that's all I have to report today, sir. That's fine. Well, and, and Rob, of course, is up in, in Isle of Ho right now socially distancing himself with just I am the indeed. lobsters yeah so just go, go, yeah, lots of lobsters and they don't socially distant they go in the pot next to one another and they steam for 18 minutes kills the covid so we eat them but a uh, quick question we got the stewart show as well down there correct? oh that's right yes in florida as well that's absolutely right yeah so they've and and what has been very cool is that the participation of the United States Air Force with the Air Combat Command dem demo teams and aerial events, they've just been loading all the shows up. It's been amazing. Yeah, four shows, uh, sorry, four demo teams at, at each show. It's been, it's been remarkable. Let's, let's switch gears now to the convention because John Cutter, he's joining us, a man very busy, as you can imagine, uh, joining yeah. us from. Where are you joining us from now, John? Because I know that ICAS has dialed everything back. Uh, you've you've just well, been not spending money wherever you can. Yeah, we are we are still in our offices at, at a reduced uh, uh, monthly rent. Uh, but I I, I want to be part of that last discussion. I, I think it's uh, it's very important to emphasize that we'll have uh, I don't know five six shows. I, I don't know if you talked about it before I joined the call, but uh, Wings Over North Georgia um, is happening later this month. Uh, the um, uh, the Fort Worth show is going this weekend. Last weekend we had Houston. So, uh, as as Rick suggested, we're we're figuring out how to adapt. We're learning about the virus. We're learning about how regulators and government officials think about our events. And those regulatory regulatory people and government officials are beginning to understand the distinction between a music concert or a Renaissance festival and an air show where we have so much ramp and so much space and, and no need to have people uh, push together. So I, I'm, I'm optimistic about what next year holds for our business, really, whatever the situation with the pandemic. And that, of course, begins with our convention. And um, we made an announcement a couple of weeks ago that we would be moving from a live convention in Las Vegas uh, to a virtual convention. The, the current restrictions in Las Vegas prohibit us from having a group as large as we would uh, have to have in, in Las Vegas. Uh, and it, it was a difficult decision. I, I, I don't want to candy coat that. But I have to say that I'm very excited about what we've got planned because we've, we're going to be able to do so many things that we couldn't when we were together in Las Vegas. I talked just yesterday with a um, MD, PhD in public health from John Hopkins University, and he will be joining us to give us the skinny on just what 
the future is for the pandemic. That is a that is a um, uh, a man who would not travel to be with us in Las Vegas, and so we wouldn't have had that expertise. We're going to bring people from Europe who've had actual air shows and uh, virtual air shows. We're gonna we're gonna dive into some of the details related to uh, having events in. 2021, really, no matter the situation with the with the pandemic, uh, if if things are still tight and we need to have these socially distance air shows, whether they're driving air shows or or socially distance uh, on the ramp with, with paddocks or fencing or seating or whatever it is, um, there are solutions out there, and uh, I'm genuinely really excited about the idea of sharing some of those ideas with our members. Uh, you'll, you'll know. You'll remember that the spring shows in April, May, and June. Uh, it was so new at that time that they could only throw their hands up and cancel. There really wasn't much uh, opportunity to 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 be creative and and flex a little. But uh, at the shows that we've all mentioned, I, I, I've lost count, but I, I want to say it's seven, eight, nine uh, between say the early September and the end of. Uh, the end of the season, they're sort of charting the course for us. And it's important that we share the lessons that they have learned, both the good ones and the bad ones. We're going to have a session about uh, several shows that planned, but ultimately had to cancel because of regulatory restrictions. But there are still things we can learn from them because they went through the process of thinking through how to, how to uh, keep people safe while at the same time letting them enjoy the air show. So I, I could talk about this, long after your audience has lost interest so i'll i'll shut up for a bit and we're coming right you guys actually that's <laughs> <laughs> no but here's th what i'm excited about in this too is at a time where i really don't want to travel uh with all due respect to all of our friends who work in the uh, airline industry and stuff it's just it's just something i'd rather not do right now so I'm not going to pay for that airfare, which means I'm not going to worry about lost bags and all the other things that follow me like a cloud. I'm not paying uh, for, a, for a hotel, and I'm not paying the bar bill that I usually end up uh, crying about at the end of the uh, of the session. So I've got I've got extra money in my pocket, and you've even reduced the fees, haven't you, John? Significantly, yeah. I I, I can't remember where we topped out. Um when we're still playing a live convention, but it's down to 375. I think that's close to $200 less than what we were going to plan for, uh, for, for Vegas. And, and, uh, Rick, I, I want you to promise that you won't get carried away, uh, on this, uh, bar bill stuff. It is in, in this virtual environment at a virtual ICAST convention, it is completely appropriate to drink yourself stupid from the privacy of your own home. And uh, I, I hope you won't lose sight of that. <laughs> I don't have to get back into an elevator yeah. and find my hotel room. Excellent. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Or 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 find yourself sticking the key in the wrong door and trying knocking on the. You, you uh, promised. The door. You promised you'd never tell. That's right. But here we go, <laughs> Matt. I tell you what, Matt had a tough time. He fell off a rug on the way one night. That's right. I sure did. <laughs> it was a bad night. But we won't talk about that, John. One of the exciting things too is the interface with the actual producers for folks like Rick, Rob, and I uh, that depend on that interaction at the booth. Talk a little bit about the virtual booth and how that's going to work, because I know a lot of people yeah. are interested. I, I have to say that we have done a poor job at explaining that to our members so far, so I appreciate that question, Matt. Um, it, 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 it is hard to explain. If, if you think about a... Um, a uh, 
exhibit hall and a drawing. You know, there's 200 booths and, and uh, let's say Matt is across the aisle from Rick and Rick is right next to Rob. Each of you have a display. You have a video sometimes. You have a recording of your voice. You have pictures of yourself doing funny things, um, uh, whatever. It, that, is, that is the character of your booth. That is what you seek to uh, feature. Um, in our virtual convention, it's going to be similar uh, in that each exhibitor will have a piece of virtual real estate and uh, it'll have the capacity to have um, video, stills, contracts, bios, uh, whatever you want, really. It, it's, a, it's a pretty flexible um, platform. Uh, and it'll also have built into it a uh, Zoom connection. So um, if, if Rick decides that he only wants to take uh, inquiries from prospective shows that want to hire him between 10 and two on the three days of the convention, he can do that. If he set, if he wants to set up an appointment calendar that says, uh, in order to keep things straight, I, I'm going to give anybody who wants to talk a 15 minute appointment window. He can do that. It's, it's, it's designed to be maximally flexible for the, the, the exhibitor in this case, as, as in your example, the three of you, um, I had, I was on the phone with somebody yesterday who was uh, asking to be convinced to, 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 to take a virtual booth. And he was of the opinion that he's going to have to sit next to his, uh, laptop for four solid days and wait for, uh, for somebody to call him. And that's, that, that, that can be the way that it's done, but it doesn't have to be the way that it's done. And, and our understanding from other people who've already had virtual exhibit halls is that most of it is done through uh, appointments and we are going to have all sorts of uh, enticements for the, for the buyers, the people who hire the three of you to walk through this virtual hall, spend some time in it, get to know the exhibitors. Um, it's also got um, just by nature of being virtual and computer based, a ton more uh, capabilities as it relates to finding you. So uh, if you want a, um, an air show announcer west of the Mississippi and north of the Mason Dixon line, you can do that. If you want an air show announcer, um, who has been in the business for 10 years or more, you can do that. It's, it's the, the filtering systems that are built into it are, uh, pretty sophisticated and, uh, will, will help people find what, who they want and where, where to, where to contact them a, a lot easier. And, uh, I have to be honest, we're still trying to figure some of it out, but it's got I was more just capabilities. Gonna, I, I was just going to say, John, we're at this point, not all of us, but some of us, maybe a, maybe a majority of us, are somewhat Zoom uh, savvy, you know, that, that we've yeah. gone through this in other ways at this point. Uh, yeah. And the technology in it is not to be feared. I find that it's, it's pretty, it's, well, it's not, it's fairly simple. Uh, but yep. it could be challenging to some people. Are there ways that uh, folks can be helped? Uh, I don't know that there's tutorials, but, uh, you know, obviously we're looking at the easiest way. There will be tutorials. Um, so we'll, we're, we're going to have a few things. We're, we're going to have written instructions uh, for both buyers and sellers. We're going to have a sort of mini seminar several weeks before the convention to help exhibitors set up and understand how their booths work, uh, how to populate it with documents and logos and videos and all that sort of stuff. 
it, it, you're exactly right. It's uh, because it's new to us. You know, pulling your stuff out of storage in a in a um, in a storage place in Vegas and setting it up in the booth is what people have done with, at the ICAST convention for years. So this is new, and new is is often a little intimidating. But um, the obviously the people who uh, build the software know that that's the case, and so they make it as user friendly as possible. One of the one of the features about it that actually was expensive for ICAST to buy is every exhibitor effectively gets his own Zoom license. So we have we've we've purchased two essentially purchased two hundred Zoom licenses. So when you when you establish a, a Zoom connection with a, a prospective customer in your capacity as an exhibitor, that will be dedicated to you. There's no way for other people to jump in or for you to be interrupted, anything like that. And that's a, that's a feature of the software we're using. John, speaking of wow. features, is there is there a feature that just lets you watch people walk by and not speak to you? <laughs> that's uh, that's a big one for Jay Rabbit and yeah. like when we get a booth. You know, <laughs> going to stay in practice. Well, you know. You know what? I, what we could probably uh, tap into one of those uh, traffic cams out on the go. strip in Vegas, and we'll turn that on, and you can watch people go I by think, that. I way. think it's great. I'm excited. I, I, you know, we've talked a little bit about it, the guys and I have, but I, I'm excited about this because I think it's, I think it's one of those great opportunities where we're going to get to learn something new, and it might just be something that, I hate to say it, it might be something that people hope sticks, you know, sticks around. A little while, or at least, or at least elements of it. I mean, I, you know, I, I. This is a very social group, as as uh, three of you know. So it's hard to imagine that they won't want to get together as soon as they can get together. But there are certainly things we're learning along the way that'll be useful. And I want to make one more point that I almost forgot about. Um, this problem, and by this problem I mean the pandemic generally, but specifically as it relates to next year is not a problem that can be solved passively. Uh, I, I worry sometimes that some of the people in our business are going to wait until they get the coast is clear signal and then start up again. And what the one thing I've learned already is that the people who are making progress, not everybody who works hard and gets creative is lucky enough to have their show, but with a hundred percent surety, the people who are having success did so because they went out and did something challenging or interesting or creative or, or they just persevered. And, and, uh, so if you're the Gotham city air show, a hypothetical fictional air show and, and your perspective is, well, somebody will tell me when it's safe to have my air show again, uh, you could wait a very long time. And, and, and part of why I'm excited about the convention is I think we are identifying solutions for people but they have to be willing to listen and to and, and to put in that that uh, extra work it's going to take to have a show during these difficult times. I don't want to I don't want to keep asking questions and hog the time. But what what are the concessions or how are we interfacing with the military on this? Because I know that Zoom has a lot of restrictions in the U.S. military. Uh, yeah. What are we doing to work around that? Yeah, so there's there's a couple things, um, and this is you know I, I I pointed out like my example with the John Hopkins public health um, uh, uh, professor. There are some things about this virtual convention that are actually better than the live convention, and vice versa as well. But w one of the things that our members and our delegates are going to see is that every single session is recorded. So if there you, you um, go. yeah, so if you want yeah. if you if, if you want to. 
if we, we'll have, let's say, four sessions on safety, marketing, uh, Blue Angels, and uh, uh, how to jump out of an airplane, let's say. If, if you wanted to go to all four of those in Vegas, there's not a way that you could have done it um, because we didn't record them. We didn't even have transcripts of them. So once, once the words were spoken in that meeting room in Las Vegas, they were gone forever. This time, every single thing will be, uh, um, will be recorded. And I, I think the, the timeline is 30 minutes after it's held live, it will pop up uh, as a recording. So um, we are, we've been in contact with the military people, and this is, frankly, a tough nut to crack. They have had, as military people, they have had a lot of Zoom meetings, and um, and when they have them, whether they're, you know, whether they're uh, 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 genuine meetings of four or five people working on a project or this kind of virtual convention, the military is pretty comfortable sending them home and letting them work from home because it is difficult to get in a Zoom call from on a base. Uh, we contacted a half dozen of our, our military members, and they said, "Yeah, this is this is what we do now. It's it's not." It's not a big deal to go home. Uh, we right. still hope that we'll be able to conquer, you know, that we'll have some kind of solution that allows them to, to see it. But either they can go home uh, during the day and participate live in this uh, virtual conference, or when they get home that night, it'll be waiting for them on their home computer as a recording. That's great. And, of course, we'll have the Day Drinking with Rick game up and running yes. at the Show yes. Center <laughs> podcast site <laughs> where yeah. they can participate yeah. Yeah. should they choose to. That'll be fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, here we are trying to professionalize everything, guys, and we've uh, we've gone to day drinking. However, <laughs> given given the fact that it's going to be, if we have our virtual happy hours and things like that, what stays in Vegas? Well, no, everybody knows forever. So uh, if somebody's going yeah. to get, <laughs> yeah, if if you're going to you know, get you, really messed up, you be be prepared for the aftermath. Uh, right? You know, we're we're gonna you, you bring up a good point, Rob, and I think we're going to have to turn off. Uh, the recording part of this program when we get to those virtual happy hours. Nobody, nobody needs to see that. Nobody needs to see that twice. I don't think. All right. So uh, the, the the prom. I mean, what are we going to do about that? How is how is air show prom going to happen? The awards. Sarah, I mean, Billy Crystal. I heard was on tap this year to do it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. now well, he, I don't he know. was. We, we, we would have. We're, we're we're banking on Jimmy Kimmel and Billy Crystal if we've been in Vegas, but instead um, uh, oh, we're going to do it so virtually. Sad. And uh, and we had. We had sort of mixed opinions about this, frankly, among the members. Some were insistent that we move ahead with the awards presentations, and some thought it would be uh, more respectful to, to, to take a year off. Um, the, the continuing uh, argument won the day. We've already actually selected several of our award winners for this year. So um, rather than have a 45-minute or hour-long presentation on one evening, we're going to do a series of three very short presentations, giving out one or two awards on each of three nights. And those are those will last 15 or 20 minutes and be followed by uh, the opportunity to, for people to congratulate, virtually congratulate, uh, 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 slap them on the back, raise a glass, w whatever, uh, after the, the, the award ceremony. So I, I'm actually pretty excited about that. Uh, we are, we are uh, making... We are making good progress on the uh, award introductions and uh, selecting people to help us uh, make the. We're we're, we're probably going to have unless uh, unless UPS uh, cooperates very precisely with us. I'm I'm a little bit worried that um, rather than the award 
arriving on the day after the person finds out that he or she has won the award. They're going to get it the day before and, uh, and spill the beans and, and ruin the surprise. But uh, we're working on all those details. It, it is a massive undertaking, especially after running the ICAST convention for nearly 25 years. We are completely relearning what it takes to, to put on a convention. And it's fun, to be honest with you. It's, it, 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 it's different, uh, but, uh, but it does mean we're, we're pedaling pretty fast to get everything done by uh, early December. And, and of concern, I mean, it's mixed feelings. I'm very, very happy for him, but I'm, I'm worried about the speech. Uh, the Hall of Fame inductee this year is Ralph Royce. Are we prepared for this? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I've always been told at the convention that we need to have a, an opportunity to turn off uh, people's mics when their speeches go on too long. Well, that's going to be... That's going to be really easy virtually. In fact, we can get we not only have the opportunity to turn off his microphone, but we can turn off his camera and just uh, and just end it right there. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm hoping that uh, the uh, the virtual nature will eliminate the temptation of some of our award recipients to to speak for 25 minutes. <clears throat> I don't. I don't think he'll speak for twenty five minutes. He has an economy of words. It's the words that he's going to choose that worry me. <laughs> oh gosh. Well, and we're assuming that he's going to be able to get the camera and the microphone on. Hopefully, Russell will be there to kind of help him out. Yeah. A little bit, you know. So we're gonna, we're going to send we're going to we're going to send a, a small team to to Houston to help him. I think. He is kind of a technophobe. How how important is it? Um, this, this type of technology is rife to uh, find some wiggle room to get around things and take advantage of the fact that it's online. How important is it to, um, you know, go to your core and make sure that you're supporting ICAS this year? Yeah. Well, so uh, thank, thanks for asking that question because, you as you can imagine, it's very important to us. Uh, ICAS exists. And, and runs its uh, operations all year long on the strength of what we do at the convention. And in this particular convention, to make sure that it is as, as strong as it can be, we're we're having three keynote speakers, which we have never, in my, my whole time here, we've never done that before. And we're bringing them in at considerable expense. We've got, I don't know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 rolled up in the software and in the video editing and all sorts of stuff. So, um, uh, it is probably possible, maybe even easy, for for people to beat the system if they put their mind to it. But we hope they'll understand that we're delivering value with the expectation that people will uh, will will play by the rules. It's it's easy enough to find a hole in the fence at an air show or to or to um, uh, find some other way to sneak on the grounds. And and the event organizers, I. I hope we'll recognize that this is a very similar problem. Uh, and, and part of the reason we've set the price at a very affordable level uh, is, is to not make that too much of a temptation. People are already going to save a lot of money by not buying airplane tickets and not paying for hotel rooms. And so we hope that they'll um, help us pay for the investment we're making in this convention by, by registering properly and, and, uh, and not, not cheating the system. John, we've got a lot of people who listen to this podcast who may not be, who probably are not ICAST members. Are they going to be able to have an opportunity to see any or all of the segments that we are producing, particularly the awards uh, ceremonies, the award segments, or is it just for delegates who have paid? 
Yeah, we will, as we do every year, we will make the awards presentations available to the public. It's, it's, I think it's of interest to a lot of the people who are uh, Airshow fans, and, and uh, uh, we, we will not have the capacity to show that live as it happens, but we'll digest that into video clips for each award uh, sometime the next day and, and say, you know, here's who the Hall of Fame person is, here's who the Archol Showmanship Award winner is, and so forth. Uh, but we'll, um, but uh, seeing that live will be only something that a paid delegate can do. And of course, the content of the seminars and the keynotes will also only be available to a delegate. And that, uh, just to be clear, that information will not even be available to members who have not signed up for the convention. So, uh, if 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 it's the hope of somebody that. Uh, they don't, they're not going to register for the convention, but they'll eventually be able to see some of these presentations. That will not happen. That stuff will always only, it will be available to delegates for some time after uh, the convention, but it will only be available to delegates. It's I have just, one other one other question for you, John, with respect to the education sessions. Uh, typically, there's a question and answer period at the end of those sessions. Uh, are we going to do that on a on the chat uh, on a chat window in these in the uh, in these presentations? We are the short version. Yes, that's what we're going to do. Somewhat longer version. Every session will have a moderator, which will be a a, a, a guy like you. A, 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 um, master ceremonies type, and then it'll also have a producer who is working the computer and 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 mixing the the images and so forth. Those producers will be the source of the questions through the chat box. They'll be asked by the moderator of the uh, of the panelists, and that's that's how we expect that to work. Got it. Great, great stuff. Looking there. forward to it. I, really I, am. I am too. And and of course, it's you have to register for the convention, and then also if you want to uh, to hawk your wares, you got to have a booth. So. You do, yeah. Two, th- two yeah. things yeah. just like normal. It'll be easy. It'll be easy to regulate the uh, what we used to call suitcasers. It's, it's going to be hard for anybody to hawk their wares in the virtual exhibit hall if they're not an exhibitor. Um, but yeah, we we want people who want to hear these presentations to to register for the convention. And if you're a member, uh, you'll hear all about that in the next three, four, five weeks, including the details of the sessions and so forth. If you're not a member, uh, you should you should contact ICAST because um, in some ways this is a good way to introduce yourself. Uh, it, it won't have the same character as a typical ICAST convention, but it'll have a lot of the same content. And, uh, and, and this may be a good place to sample that in a way that doesn't have the same expense of going to Vegas and staying there and so forth. Absolutely. Never been a better time. Just, to just talking a about this while we've been talking as it's, it's created enough energy in 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 my room right now that my beer light has gone on there you it go is- <laughs> <laughs> well and john Cudahy, wow. i thank you for coming on because uh, we're all out of time we'll have to have you back before uh, the big convention yeah yeah and get everybody else excited too if they're I'll, not already i'll come back every week i'll come back every week if you want me to. <laughs> uh, i'm pretty passionate about this <laughs> and, and John, if we do get an opportunity to have you back, I'd like to hear your postmortem with respect to the uh, the weathered out arsenal of democracy event that we did. Yeah, uh, with- yeah, uh, nothing was, like ending was- on a downer there, Rob. Way to go! No, you know, <laughs> I, I I I think this is what Rob meant. It, it, it actually it could have been a downer. We'll save it for next time, but it could have been a downer. But it was actually ended pretty positive despite the weather so we can talk about that another time that's great. absolutely good stuff and don't forget this weekend it's the black flag exercise going on at terra field in atlanta georgia 
Uh, I'll be there. I'm excited about any any member. Else for I know. I, I don't name it, you know, but Nathan Hammond and those guys, they're ready to have it on. And it's uh, this weekend at Terrafield, open to any member uh, of the International Council of Air Shows. So that's going to be a, a rehearsal with that's a box great. and everything. So I'll be doing lobster. You're there always you doing lobster. And by the way, I'd be a little concerned because it sounded like somebody dropped a baseball bat behind you. So It did. I, I heard yeah. that, too. I think... Is Jill sneaking up on you? I think she's Actually, about to do it. She's, she's in the next room. I'm in this little mud room here next to the refrigerator, which I had to unplug because it was making noise. Jill is is actually working on some dinner stuff for us That's tonight. That's what she's so. telling you. That's All right. right. How much well, insurance do you have? <laughs> That's right. All right, guys. Thanks again for being here, everybody. We'll talk Thank to you. Thank you, John. Thanks, everybody. So we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. There. Was that, was that professional? So professional. I'm Rob Ryder. Sounded. Who put the question mark in the uh, teleprompter? Jesus. Uh.